Welcome back to Habit Masters. I'm Jeff. I'm Sheldon. And today we have a very special topic we want to cover, as we do every day on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) This one is particularly dear to our hearts because it's something we've kind of been mulling over for months and months. We call it the law of the habit. Yes. And it's all about putting first things first in your life and making those things grow. And not trying to do it all at once, but doing it little by little. So we have a really great metaphor we're going to jump into with Sheldon here in a moment. But before we do that, we have a very exciting announcement, which you heard last time if you've been listening to the podcast. Our course for the month of September of 2022 is free. So if you're listening to this during the month of September 2022, you can go to our website, you can go to our show notes, you can go to our social media. There's a link that takes you directly to free access to our course. And all we want in exchange, Sheldon, is what? We want critical feedback, good feedback that helps us improve the course. We want as many people to go through it right now as we can to take it from what we feel is good to a great course that's really impactful, really meaningful. Yeah, normally $97 for you and a buddy. You can do it right now for free. So hop on and do it. And you have access to it forever after that. So it's not like, oh, after September, you don't have access. No, this is free forever for you. And we just want your feedback so we can improve this course and make it as useful as possible to anyone who wants to make daily progress on their biggest dream. Yep. So today, while the habit, day three, I can start with a quote by James Allen, you know, author of As a Man Thinketh, many other books, that's his most famous one. Here it is. A man's mind may be likened to a garden which may be intelligently cultivated or allowed to run wild. Whether cultivated or neglected, it must and will bring forth. If no useful seeds are put into it, then an abundance of useless weed seeds will fall therein and will continue to produce their kind. I mean, that sums it up in a nutshell, but okay, our, our lives and our minds are like a garden. Something will grow. There is no piece of patch of soil in the world that gets sunshine, you know, (laughs) rain, that doesn't grow something, right? Things will grow. It's just the law of being alive, (laughs) right? So our life, our mind, our garden, ideally we have grown or are growing or working on growing the fruits that we want in our lives, right? But all of us have things that get in the way, you know, these weeds and noxious things that are cut our hands and cause us turmoil, but that's also part of life. And frankly, it's not fair. You know, a lot of us, some of us had boulders thrown on our, our garden plot, you know, whether it be genetics or upbringing, but no matter what, what state it currently is in, we have some power to change it for good, right? So that's what we're going to talk about a little bit today is that the law of the habit is, is whatever you spend your time, your focus on, your energy that will grow. You can't not weed, right? Like that's part of life. You always have to to weed. The, the yeah, weeds never ma- stop maintenance coming. In life. Yeah. <laughs> there's maintenance. And at the same time, if you never focus on the tree, the vegetables, the fruit you want to grow and specifically spend time planting, cultivating, reaping what you sow, you'll never grow the fruit that you want. Yeah. Well, let's take this back a couple of sessions ago when we were talking about identity. So imagine if all you were doing is weeding and prepping your soil and you're like, this garden's amazing. I've got the perfect soil. I've weeded all the weeds out. I've got water set up, right? Whoever has a planted garden, you know, this is kind of how you do it, right? You're like, oh, I got got the soil ready. I got the water going. But if you never plant a seed, 
If you never just tell the soil what you want to grow, all it can grow is weeds. <laughs> Legitimately, right? Like you have to choose what it is you're growing. And sometimes we unconsciously choose what we're growing. Not sometimes. I'd say most of the time we're unconsciously choosing what we're growing by allowing external forces to decide for us. Like I've got this job. They're telling me what to do. I've got this. And, like, blah, blah, blah. and so our life kind of gets created or our garden per se gets created almost without us knowing and suddenly we've got this garden we're like hey wait this isn't the garden i wanted like why do (laughs) i have peppers in here right i didn't i didn't want pepper maybe you guys love peppers but for me peppers are a no-go right it's like jalapeno peppers yes (laughs) green peppers no (laughs) so but you got this garden you're like okay why why am i growing peppers oh that was for my neighbor like he wanted peppers like why am i (laughs) right so that's what my college wanted to plant you know what i mean or that's what that's what mom and dad yeah, that's a great example, Shell. It's like quite a, what my college wanted me to plant. That's what my mom and dad wanted me to plant. But that's not really what I wanted. <laughs> yeah. So there's a great quote that Ben Hardy is always sharing. We've shared it several times here by Robert Brault that says, we are kept from our goals, not by obstacles, but by a clear path to lesser goals. And I think lots of times it's just easier when you don't have to make the decision or put the risk in, right? To say, hey, what if the seed doesn't work out? But planting a seed is like, assuming a new identity in your life it's deciding where you want to go and what you really want out of the next in the case of a garden you know three to six months but in the case of your life maybe it's three to five years like what do i want out of the next three five ten years in my yeah. life and just making that decision and being brave enough to plant the seed yes so in a nutshell what we're really trying to convince every single person here including ourselves is that we are the gardener this metaphor is really quite powerful, this analogy, right? I mean, we could go into different things we've thought about. Like, it's not your fault, but it is your responsibility to change whatever state it is now. You know what I mean? Like, seeds get thrown over the fence, <laughs> boulders, right? You know what I mean? It doesn't mean it's your fault, but it is your responsibility to decide what you're going to do with it, right? Yeah, you don't always control the starting place of your garden, right? Right. Maybe you grew up, you had a rough background. <laughs> Maybe your family life wasn't the best. Like, I, I don't know all your details of your life, but... Only you know that, but your garden is what it is now. And like Sheldon's saying, now you have the opportunity to make of it what you will. Yes. We've shared this book, Who Not How. Find a who in your life, right? Find someone who specializes in the fruit you want to grow and go get their help to do it. Find a mentor, find a tribe. Same with things that are like the weeds in your life. Find a specialist, counselor, a therapist. Some, do you know what I mean? Who, who's... I specialize in this particular weed that just hurts, right? Or an excavator. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> Maybe in an excavator. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, we're actually going to have a special guest on our show. Her name is Lisa Bishop. She's a psychologist. And we brought her on specifically because she shared this analogy about yards and backyards are pretty well defined, but the front yards are a little squishy. And this idea, this question to ask yourself, like, whose leaves are these anyway? Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, is it, what is it really my decision versus their decision and family relationships and boundaries? So that's going to be an awesome one next week. I'm just telling you right now, it's going to be a good one. Yeah. Well, and in caring for your garden, right, it's also like caring for the leaves in your yard. Like, okay, what's my responsibility? And it's easy to put a lot of blame on others for the chaos in our lives, but we really need to look internally and say, okay, what part of it can I control? Right? Regardless yeah. of whose fault it is, 
what's my responsibility to handle? So not to go too deep into the psychology of that, but today we want to share with you a few practical ideas, honestly, of, of how to implement this in your life. Yeah. Because it can get overwhelming. You can see your life and think, like Sheldon and I, we told you last time, we both have newborns <laughs> in our families. So we are no strangers to overwhelm and exhaustion <laughs> and not sleeping. It's amazing um, how being sleep deprived will just like, kill all motivation <laughs> that it does right yeah. <laughs> so the fact that we're here today guys means we love you a lot yeah this is a huge <laughs> win for us <laughs> okay so what can they do next sheldon how do they implement this right they got over okay okay maybe your garden's full of weeds maybe you can just pick a patch right say okay right now i can't handle the whole garden I'm not going to change the whole garden right now because that is really challenging to be like, I'm going to change my whole life tomorrow. Yes. Instead, pick one little section of your garden and what are you going to do with it, Sheldon? You're going to plant the seed you want to plant and nourish it and grow it. I mean, the big idea here is that you are a gardener and have control to affect your life. But the kind of the next step after that is you always have time for the things that are most important. And you just shared the quote about we're kept from our dreams and not by obstacles, but by lesser goals. Do you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. there is no action you take that there wasn't some impetus, you know, like I, I sat down here because I wanted to rest. My goal was to rest. There's a, a reason for everything we do. And we're saying our life is, is hectic. It's busy. It's crazy. So we have to make a conscious decision. It's really a mindset thing, right? It's like, we have to make a conscious decision to carve out, even if it's just 10 minutes, a focus and time and energy to plant and water and nurture the fruits that we want to grow, right? It's like, yes. we want to go, this is our dream. This is our goal. Well, you know, even little steps, if really daily, will have a huge impact over time. Again, the law of the habit could call it the compound effect. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? 10 minutes, truly 10 minutes every day, three months down the road, is a huge difference. Can you, okay, sometimes I talk to people, I'm like, okay, do some kind of physical activity. I, I don't know, I'm talking about something hard, like make a conscious effort to go for a walk for 10 minutes if that's where you're at. Like, honestly, if you did that 10 minutes every day after a month, you'd be astounded at the progress you'd make. Yeah, well, and and it's interesting to think, okay, we think, okay, after a month, I'll be this, I'll be that. Well, in reality, the moment you decide and commit to do that thing, You've assumed a new identity. Yes. As Ben Hardy always tells us, he's a friend and mentor of ours. He, he talks about identity is, is defined by what you're most committed to. So it really just comes down to committing to something you really want and walking out a little bit of time every day to focus on that thing, to plant the seed. But you've planted the seed. Once, once you've committed to it, you've planted the seed. And then the next step, like Sheldon's talking about, that day-to-day -day stuff is really like watering the seed. To, to take our analogy one step further, it's like watering the seed every day. We all know mm -hmm. if we have a garden out there and we don't water it, what happens? Well, it dies, right? Like <laughs> it's pretty quick to die. So watering is the action that you take to grow and nourish that seed. And so whatever that looks like for you, Sheldon, let's give him an example. Yeah, but I mean, just so you know, there, this idea is not new. We're just trying to hit it home. Like Stephen Covey would call it urgent versus important, right? Mm -hmm. Usually the things that are most important aren't the urgent things in life. And you have to make a conscious effort to do the important before the urgent. He used the rocks and sand analogy, right? You, got, you you actually do have time for most things if you just put in the big things first, right? Yeah. There's a couple more offense versus defense. It's like 
Defense is important. You always have to weed. You always have to maintain. Because you're not going to score any points and you're not going to win the game without the offense, right? Exactly. You have to be moving toward your dream and your goal. Yeah. Jeff, okay, share. You actually, we were talking before with, you know, you knew you were going to have a newborn and usually you plant a garden. Yeah. But so what did you year, do? Yeah. So every year we plant a garden. And this last year we knew we were going to have a baby. So we, we were like, do we plant a garden? It's a lot of effort. When I'm not home, my wife, Michelle, would often weed and stuff like that. So I'm just like, like the weeds will get out of control if she's not really able to because it's really hot outside and she's eight months pregnant. So we decided not to plant a garden this year. But we know we love fresh tomatoes. That's one of like the best things that come out of the garden. It's just like a garden fresh tomato. If you guys aren't in love with those, just grow one plant and then tell me you're not. (laughs) But so instead, we just decided, hey, let's just plant one tomato plant right outside the door in this dirt patch by our back patio. (laughs) And we did. And it's growing and we've got garden tomatoes. And it almost feels like we have a garden, but without all the stress and effort of it, because we really don't have time for that right now. Our garden is full, taking care of a baby, which is the most important fruit in our life, (laughs) right? Yeah. Like we knew that's what we wanted. So we did still plant the tomato plant. (laughs) You can use this analogy however you want, modify it to to your life, but... It's a good example of how to really, okay, my life's pretty full with a bunch of things that I'm working on, but I really want to focus my attention on maybe, maybe it's writing a book, maybe it's running a marathon, maybe it's, you know, any millions of goals that people have. The the dream is yours, right? We're just here to give you ideas on how to practice the dream and make it real in your life. So that's really what it is. It's saying, okay, maybe all I can do is, like Sheldon was saying, walk 10 minutes a day, or maybe all I can do is jog a mile, right? It doesn't, it doesn't have to be this enormous change of life to change your life. If that, yeah. <laughs> if that doesn't sound cheesy, but yes, <laughs> I think like Sheldon it, Lofton says, you always have time for what you put first. Which, okay. I've said it before. This is a hard pill to swallow in my opinion, because it's like what you, what you do in a day is a really the true measure of what you put first, like what's most important to you, uh, which yeah, I think true. far too often for all of us, it's like, oh, it's, it's a distraction from painful existence sometime. I mean, that's like a harsh reality, but that's like true a lot. Absolutely. And I hope nobody listening to this is like, you know, it's like very destructive methods of, of drugs or do you know what I mean? Like there are some pretty destructive distractions in the world, but I'm saying you could still have time to watch your shows and play your games. If you just put this rock before the sand, just do it first. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I've found way more success doing the things that are highest on my true priority list early in the morning. Now, not everybody has that availability. So modify it to your life, right? But putting it first just means making sure you make an appointment to do it every day. And we've been talking about this the last two episodes. Action triggers are really just an appointment with your future self to make that dream a reality. So to get back to that analogy and use that here, take your action trigger, that appointment, and put it in an offensive position in your day. Make sure it blocks out time on your calendar. So an offensive position for me is it blocks out time on your calendar and it cannot be interrupted except for emergencies, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You get to define what those are, but don't make them the laundry. Don't make them feeding the dog, right? Don't (laughs) make the things that that are important but not urgent are the things that really have to be given time in your calendar or they never get done. Yeah. 
sometimes when we were prepping for a show, Jeff and I, we go through the main idea, the stories, the things we want to share, and we call them false beliefs, right? Mm -hmm. I just want to share one that we wrote down here of, of something that I think is a, a false belief we need to figure out how to overcome. I don't have enough time for the things I want to do. I'm too busy. Why is that a false belief, Jeff? Or how do we change? Maybe, it, maybe that's not even a, a, not that it's a false belief because it's a, I mean, it's a true belief. I've, I've believed that many times, right? But how do we change that to be like, I do have enough time? Well, it would be kind of like from our last episode when we talked about Einstein time versus Newtonian time. I think the flaw in that thinking is that you're thinking that you have time. In reality, you make time. Life happens to us rather than yeah, we choosing. Right. You, you yeah. change. Yeah, it's, a, it's just a paradigm shift to think, oh, life's not happening to me. It's happening for me. And when I make an appointment, I've actually made time, right? And so it becomes vitally important to communicate with those around you and say, hey, this is something that's really important to me. I want to make a little time every day. Is it realistic to schedule this time in, right? What, what do I have to do? What, whether that's wake up earlier, whatever that looks like for you. Some people for a while, if they're working on an important project, they'll stay up later. And that's not ideal. Right? <laughs> Staying up later is never ideal, but uh, maybe waking up a few minutes early, which means you just go to bed a little early or something like that. Or in, while you're eating lunch, you're watching courses online. However this fits and tie it to something you're already doing. I think that's a really helpful piece. Okay, Hmm, I can fold laundry while I watch this course online. It doesn't, it just has to be busy. I think sometimes it, it almost always, I should say, is an excuse, right? Now it doesn't mean you're not busy. I'm not saying that, but busy just means you haven't really taken control of your time and decided what it is you really want to do. Instead, you're letting life take control of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's the is it Derek Sivers he's like people that say they're too busy I now I just feel like they just don't have control of their life <laughs> you know yes. what I mean like uh, again which I think for hard of some of us it's like that's hard hard to swallow but it's like we don't really believe that we're the gardener right yeah. we don't really believe that we can choose what we want to spend our time and energy what we're going to water yeah what we want to grow we've we've been living our lives with someone else as the gardener and then frustrated with the results and i think it's time now to at least take control of a little piece of your garden <laughs> right if that's all you can do for the moment is just take the tiniest fraction the confidence that comes from knowing every night that hey i took one step towards my bigger dream today or towards my future self towards my better life whatever that phrase is for you yeah here's where i found as I started to focus in and write down my three top priorities each day, so I have my busy work list of like, here's all <laughs> the always things. the laundry my, list. Yeah, yeah, the laundry list of, hey, these are my family requirements, my work requirements, my this, the things I've committed to, right? I'm not letting those things go. I'm not dropping those balls. I'm simply saying, okay, here's my list of those. Now, if I could only get done three things today on my future self list, what are they, right? And I yeah. write those on the right side. And those are the things that I try to put in first, and I don't make them big because if you make them big, it starts to, you get this guilt going on. It's like, oh, wait, that took away family time. That took away the X, right? So figure out how you can do that. But the biggest conflict that I've found as I've tried to implement this in my life, and I'll give you 
I'll, I'll be honest, right? It hasn't always been great. <laughs> <laughs> Implementing these things is not always just like, ah, tomorrow, it's perfect. It takes practice, it takes time, and it takes effort. And a true desire, something driving you, is what really builds habits. There's thing called what we call empty habits and sticky habits. Empty habits are habits you try to build without a true goal or destination in mind. Sticky habits are goals with an identity and a goal in mind. It's like, all right, this is who I want to be and what I want to get. This is the fruit I want to plant. But there is a conflict that occurs between who you have been and who you want to be. And it's a battle. Yeah. It's an emotional battle. That's what makes change so hard. Because all of us know a lot of this stuff. And Lisa, who we talked to, and she'll be on our episode next week, she talked about this, how change does not happen from information. More information is not the key to change. It doesn't hurt, but it's not the catalyst that's going to put you over the edge and, and change your life. Change comes from recognizing, okay, who I've been isn't who I have to be anymore. Yeah. And, and committing to a new you. And there's just a couple ways to do it. Action triggers are super helpful. We're going to give you some awesome tips, maybe next month or maybe even a little sooner on upper and lower limits, which oh, is the next good. topic we're going to cover. It's one of our favorites. So <laughs> stay tuned for upper and lower limits. We got it from Greg McEwen, but it's an age old principle. This whole allow the habit, it's all about a mindset. It's all about recognizing how we can take control and be the gardener, right? Because we like being caught in urgent battles keeps you on the hamster wheel <laughs> like you you have to figure out how to time and attention focus on the thing you want to grow there's a quote from victor frankel that kind of solidifies this whole point of be driven by your future and not your past he says it is a peculiarity of man that he can only live by looking to the future it is essential for us to have an identity that we want to create to plant a new seed in our lives and not worry so much about the seeds we've planted in the past. When I plant a garden and we use all of it up, I clear out the garden and I move on to the next season. And it's time for you to do the same. If you're letting old corn stalks fill up your whole garden, it's like, oh, well, I can't plant anything because I got all these old corn stalks. Yeah. It's like, that's stopping you from creating anything new. Just clear the soil. <laughs> Plant new seeds and look to the future. What is it you want to grow now? Isn't that the truth, though? It doesn't matter if for your entire life, this is the way it has been. Hmm. It really is like a plot of land that you can clear out, you can start fresh, and you can grow something different. Don't look to the past. I mean, it's easier because that's what we've, that's what we've planted for years. Consciously mm -hmm. or unconsciously, we know exactly how to do that, right? Yep, that's what we've always we, done. That's all we've ever done. It's all we know, really. And I would say most of it's unconscious, but it can be radically different. It can be radically different fairly quickly. Yeah. And I would suggest you one thing here. So besides writing down at least one thing or, or up to three things that you're going to do every day on your high priority list, it is consider this. If you've ever said to yourself, like, well, I've never done or I don't, I'm not good at, or I, those are things that the past you has never done. The past you wasn't good at. And what you should change that to is, I'm not good yet, right? I need to practice. I'm going to work at this. I'm going to make it happen. I'm going to get pummeled a few times, get into the arena, <laughs> like 
in the arena, sure, the first few fights you get pummeled, and that's, there's no doubt. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you have to learn to like failing. That's part of the process. That's what we forget. You know, it's like people who never fail never try. You know, <laughs> yeah, like going back to our football offense versus defense analogy, it's like sure when you go play offense for the first time, maybe you get sacked, maybe like maybe you get hammered and you don't yeah. make any progress. But the more you do it, the more you practice, the more offense you play, yeah. eventually you score some touchdowns. Eventually you get some points on the board. And for all of you who aren't sports fans, this can go with anything, right? <laughs> <laughs> Embrace the newness, the even difficulty. You know what I mean? Like you have to get it wrong to get it right. Like you only learn by failing, <laughs> by making mistakes, by trying, right? Absolutely. That's okay. I've been repeating to myself from Seth Godin. He keeps saying, the practice, right? Keep it going. Keep doing the things that you want to do and just ship it. Get it out there. Get the feedback. Take the pumbling, right? People might not like it at first. So we can harp on this forever all day yeah. long. <laughs> so. Yeah. One last quote to, quote to share, then we should probably close this out. Awesome. Again, back to James Allen, as a man thinketh, our garden. Man is buffeted by circumstances. So long as he believes himself to be the creature of outside conditions. But when he realizes that he is a creative power and that he may command the hidden soil and seeds of his being out of which circumstances grow, he then becomes the rightful master of himself. Why? Because he realizes, we realize, all of us, that we can grow whatever we want. Whatever we decide to grow. We may not know how. In fact, we don't. Like, we never do, right? <laughs> We've never done it before. We don't know how to do it, right? But we can go outside of ourselves and do something new. It's within our power. And it's up to us if, if we so choose it. Absolutely. Beautifully said. To quote our last episode, it's time to stop reacting and start creating. You are a creative being. You are the gardener of your life. Even if it's just a small portion that you can take control of right now, put an action trigger out there, set a daily appointment for yourself and make it happen. Thank you guys for joining us again. Look forward to next week with Lisa Bishop. It's going to be good. She's good. Like Jeff said, the month of September, we want as many people to go through the course so we can make any tweaks, adjustments, changes if need be to, to, to take it from a good to a great course. So please click on the link, go there for free this month in exchange for, for your feedback, your review. So thank you for joining us. Thank you, guys. It's time to start living your best life.